the clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behavior. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a very good evening, Zimbabwe. It is ZFM Sport on a Tuesday. Top it Tuesday, we call it here. And in the studio, Chris Midzi. Hello, it's Bungiria. My name is Barry Menand, and our producer is Sean Tafirenika. Got a crackerjack show lined up for you on the home front. National Athletics Association of Zimbabwe Director for Coaching, Talent Identification and Development, Lisimati Pakamile, has hailed marathon runner Isaac Mpofu after he made the top 10 at the World Athletics Championships in the United States. In our Formula One report, which is proudly brought to you by Zamoko this and every Tuesday. Max Verstappen has rejected claims that recent Red Bull upgrades have been solely designed around him. And around the world in 60, we have updates from New Zealand, England and the United States. Second half of the show is always the beautiful game. And tonight, the Football Association of Zimbabwe has lodged a complaint to CAF following the referee's decision to award Banyana Banyana a penalty in last night's Women's Africa Cup of Nations semi-final. Absolutely scandalous decision if you watch that match. Let us know your thoughts on 0731 France forward Melvin Malad says she's pleased with her performance as she scored the fastest goal of the Women's Euro as Le Bleu drew with Iceland who became the first side ever to go out of the tournament despite remaining unbeaten. Add in transfer updates, a Polish striker Robert Lewandowski has said he's raring to go at new club Barcelona and he's determined to help them return to the top and win as many titles as possible. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors, and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. <laughs> I know we have to start the show, but I've already got one, yeah? <laughs> This one says Ferekia. Oh <laughs> Guess what gosh. that is? I, I I haven't a clue. Felix. <laughs> that's oh from, guys. That's from SJ in Barabadia. <laughs> yes indeed. Belvedere. Yeah, keep them coming. Tell us the names that have been uh, Zimbabweanized. <laughs> and you discovered later on that there was a completely different thing altogether. Zero seven three one one six eight zero four five. That's zero seven three one one six eight zero four five. Right, let's get after it. National Athletics Association of Zimbabwe, the NAAZ. The Director of Coaching, uh, Talent Identification and Development, Lisimati Pakamile, has hailed marathon runner Isaac Mpofu after he made the top 10 at the World Athletics Championships in the United States. Zimbabwe have three athletes, including Mpofu, taking part at the meet, and the marathon runner was the first Zimbabwean in competition on Sunday. He crossed the line in 2 hours, 7 minutes and 56 seconds to shatter Kazbet Nyasango's eight-year national marathon record. Now, earlier we caught up with Mpofu's coach, Benson Chawuki, uh, who says Isaac Bofu has a very high ceiling because he is constantly improving. As a coach, I'm happy for, for Isaac. 
um, after Jaden, with what happened, the pain that we went through, we were happy for a short while, and the rest of that piece was like a nightmare for us. Um, and then coming back, regaining his time, and going out to America to showcase his potential to the world, and coming up with the time and the position, uh, I'm, 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 I'm left with no way to really express how grateful and how happy I am to the coach and how happy I am for him. And um, like I said before, they always say joy comes in the morning. And this is our morning and we're enjoying uh, the morning, the sunrise. I've also been observing his split and his improvement on time. I strongly feel that if um, an athlete like Isaac is properly supported, the sky is the limit. If you go on the net today, just to look at his progression, you would run a 215, come down to run a 212, run a 211, a 210 and today he runs for you a 207 which means he can still improve on that time but um, probably more resources and the better planning probably might be required to support him so that he's able to equal compete with the Kenyan if you watch the race itself you should have seen that he stayed with the tech from the way to go right up to probably after 35k and uh, probably he didn't want to push himself all out but already he knew where he was and how he felt so when he gets back we will sit and uh, do the post-mortem getting it from the host mouth and then plan from there for future races see uh, the very technical sounding coach of Isaac Mpofu there, Benson Chauke, uh, letting us know exactly what is taking place and possibly uh, the uh, prospects for Isaac Mpofu going forward. And in truth, uh, Chris, you got to be, we, we can't help but be encouraged by what uh, the man they call the warrior from Binga, that's Isaac Mpofu, is doing. Because uh, when we look at his stats, they are certainly, like his coach Benson Chauke said, improving with every meet. Yeah, every single meet he's getting better and better when you take a look at even as far back as 2018, that was in Khaborone, um, 2 hours, 16 minutes, 59 seconds. 2019, slight improvement, but improvement nonetheless, 2 hours, 15 minutes, 10 seconds. 2021, 2 hours, uh, 11 minutes, 41 seconds. 2022, still getting better, 2 hours, 7 minutes, 56 seconds. And I think that's all we can expect from any athlete is the consistent improvement. And his consistent improvement, I think especially after the speed bump he had after Durban, I think it's incredible commendable that he is still able to come back and still beat his own time mm. and also break a record in the process. Yep. I think like Mike said um, on yesterday's show, it shows a lot of character on his part as an athlete and I think he's definitely an athlete that you know what, we can sort of bet on because he shows consistent improvement and even when, you know, the going gets stuff, he continues to do better. He has certainly continued to do better and uh, uh, that uh, mishap in Durban that uh, Chris was referring to was of course uh, during that international marathon in Durban, South Africa where he ran two 
hours, 10 minutes, 24 seconds. But uh, that time was uh, scratched off. And of course, he won that race, uh, but he was disqualified for only wearing one bib. Obviously, the National Association appealed it successfully and managed to get his time uh, valued, which then um, uh, assisted in him qualifying uh, for the World Athletics Championships, which he's attending now and has just run that uh, uh, national best time of uh, 2.07.56 uh, seconds. And the previous marathon, national marathon record, was 2 hours, 9 minutes and 52 seconds, which is set in 2014. That's 2014 uh, at the Prague International Marathon, which is in the Czech Republic. And with the Olympics, we say uh, around the corner because uh, we're about to enter uh, the last cycle in 2023 mm-hmm. uh, for Olympic qualification and indeed preparation for the Olympics. He's on the right trajectory to be at those Paris Games and be one of the people we can look at to actually make uh, some sort of a splash. Yeah, I think he, he, like I said, he's definitely one of the athletes who's been consistent improving and proving himself and I think like you said Olympics around the corner which is something that we it feels like around the corner now Mm. but we've had time to prepare for them and I think when you're taking a look at the build-up that he has he's certainly been preparing for them as well so hopefully when you know all of the qualifying and everything is settled in and he's able to lock in his spot that he does get into the Olympics and he manages to get well into the Olympics Mm. I think it's one thing to go and participate but I think this is an athlete we can hope will make a mark if he can do it at the World Athletics Championships then I think definitely he can do Oh, well, by finishing in the top 10 at the World Athletics Championships, Isaac Mpofu emulates Kathbe Nyasango Tendai Chimsasa, who also made the top 10 at the Olympics. Nyasango finished, of course, 7th at the London 2012 Olympics, and Chimsasa was placed 9th at the Sydney 2000 Olympics. Now, let's take a look at those other two athletes who are participating in those World Athletics Championships, that Tinotenda Matienga and Chingitai Mapaya, the man they call Du. Let's start with Tino Matienga and Zimbabwe sprinter Tinotenda Matienga uh, found the going tough at the ongoing World Athletics Championships when coming seventh in the men's 200 meter heat. Matienga clocked at 20.72 seconds in the event that took place early this morning. Now, overall, he placed a 34th out of 44 athletes. Now, he'll consider uh, a lot of work to be done uh, for him to start cracking the sort of times that we are expecting for him to be competitive, but still, uh, nonetheless, a very good experience. Chingatai Du Mapaya. Now, Zimbabwe triple jumper Chingatai Mapai believes he's ready for the competition and has what it takes for a podium uh, finish let's hear from him preparations have been going well you know we've been training hard just working on mental strength and physical strength both not doing too much as we did. we've already worked out in the off season so now we're just trying to cruise into it going cruise control just fine tuning a little more things but we're ready um, I feel good. Um, I'm ready. I'm confident. You know, I'm ready to go back to Oregon and compete. I just competed there for NCR champs, which I won. So I'm in a very good spot. You know, I'm not. I'm. I'm going there to to win. I'm going there to do amazing. So it's gonna be really nice going there and competing with the best in the world is a privilege, and I'm blessed to be in this position. Also, this means I definitely need to make the finals and bring a, a podium finish for Zimbabwe, just to bring hope to the youngings, to the youth of Zimbabwe. You know, I mean, I'm in a position where not a lot of people can be in. So I just want to go out there, have fun, doing what I love and bring a podium finish. Z.
Chengatai Mapaya, they're uh, doing very well in the triple jump and uh, in truth, after missing out on the Tokyo Olympics, uh, he's a man we can expect lots from, uh, but not knowing whether he will be fit enough to do so. He says he's feeling fit right now. Mm. Hopefully he stays fit until Thursday. Yeah, fingers crossed, man, because I think the Olympic Games was... I think shattering for him, but also shattering for all of us. Um, he had a hamstring injury, and with a hamstring injury, there is literally nothing you can do about it except to rest yep. and let it recover. So, unfortunately, he was unable to participate, but I think this time he's a lot more focused. I think maybe even in his trading, he's a little bit careful just to ensure that he manages to get through to Thursday and that he can get that podium finish that he's talking about. I think it's within reach when you take a look at just the category of work that he's been able to do in the U.S. Uh, most recently on the college circuit. So I think he's got good chances if that hamstring can be. Yeah, and that college circuit uh, performance uh, that Chris is referring to, he booked his slot uh, for the world meet uh, after winning the National uh, College's uh, Athletics Association, the NCAA National Championships last month with a leap of 17.26 meters, which outclassed the defending champion Emmanuel Ehemeje of Nigeria. So he's in very good form and we hope that he will be fit enough for the heats to take place on Thursday and then the final will be on a Saturday. That's Chingatai Do Mapaya. Let's give you a local sports news roundup, then we're diving into our Zimoku Formula One report. Hi, my name is Sean Williams, Zimbabwe cricket captain. You're listening to ZFM Sports. Z. We'll start off with some cricket news. The Zimbabwe national cricket team has been dealt a major blow following an injury to star bowler Blessing Mzarabani ahead of their white ball series against Bangladesh starting at the end of the month. Zimbabwe will host Bangladesh for three ODIs and three T20 matches at Harare Sports Club starting next Saturday. Mzarabani injured his quad in the T20 World Cup qualifying tournament semi-final against Papua New Guinea last Friday and subsequently missed the final against the Netherlands on Sunday. Barry Major low here. Yeah. We know that he's a standout bowler. We know that when the going gets tough for Zimbabwe, we know that he's going to be one of the bowlers that we look to. He's been putting in some fantastic work for the mm. Chevrons. This is a bit sad. Yeah, it is very sad. Uh, losing a quality bowler of that nature is going to be tough uh, for any team. I mean, we, we saw he's so good that he managed to uh, participate in inverted commas as a net bowler for uh, in the IPL. Mm. Uh, so he's just that good. My, my my question will be the mentality of the rest of the squad. Now, for this, I want to ask Alois. Alois, what, what, what do you reckon the mentality is like? Does it galvanize the team when you lose a star player? Or does it serve to sort of uh, dampen the mood in camp? Uh, to be honest, it dampens the mood. Right. Uh, it dampens the mood. Uh, there's no two ways about it. Mm. Because that's, uh, that player is inspirational. Right. You know, sometimes when you look around your teammates, your team... For a match, you're looking at uh, ah, we can do it. You know, ah, Raza is here. Super confidence. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that confidence. Even the other ones that are not so good. That's why they always say Lionel Messi, he, he has to be there. Yeah. You know, yeah, for yeah. the uh, for the rest of the team, the whole team. Yeah, he doesn't have to be on top four. Right. He just needs to be just be there. Yeah. As soon as he is there in the lineup, a lot of other people that are just uh, part of the team. Mm. They just feel confident. Yeah. You know? So when you lose a star player, it dampens the spirit, yes. But then it takes somebody with a very strong character. Yeah. 
strong character to actually say, you know what, I'm stepping up. Yes. Mm. I'm going to take the. I'm, I'm going to take uh, to take it upon myself to take and over from you. So it yeah. takes great character, and you don't find a lot of them in uh, in team sport. And, and those and those are the ill effects, aren't they, of yeah. losing blessing Zarabani apart from the quality that it brings to. Yeah, and fingers crossed there's some strong leadership there as well to galvanize that team. In rugby news, one of the country's biggest rugby prospects, Bonwell Gwinji, has completed a breakthrough move in his professional career by signing for ambitious French side Stade Dionnet Rugby. The 25-year-old tight-head prop is one of the outstanding players for Zimbabwe Go Short squad in their maiden campaign in the Curry Cup First Division in South Africa. After standing out with a strong scrummaging and explosive ball carrying during the Curry Cup, Gwinji subsequently established Established himself as a key player in the Sable squad. We'll finish off with some boxing news. The Charles Manucci Boxing Academy has launched a nine-bout international tournament in Chivu. The tournament, which has two international title fights involving Zimbabweans, will be staged on the 6th of August. The main event will be Tatenda Signature Biningu facing off against Zambia's Philemon Hara for unified WBF and WABA Super Bantamweight titles. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's CFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. From sunny Melbourne to the streets of Monaco, the deserts of Bahrain to the jungles of Brazil, get up to speed on the Formula One report. The Formula One report is proudly brought to you by Zimoko, the home of F1 brands Mercedes-Benz and Alfa Romeo in Zimbabwe. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands. indeed good car care is a combination of small corrective action safe driving practices and routine service and maintenance a good use of all these elements will result in long and happy use of your vehicle however there can be times when there are bigger issues that need to be taken care of and attention of a vehicle a workshop to address these issues under warranty or as part of a service measure. Service measures are interventions where the manufacturer authorizes repair or fault corrections to be carried out to resolve a fault in their product or to improve upon it once a unit has left the factory. They're sometimes referred to as recalls. Zimoko has several service measures currently in operations which include inspection and change of airbags, brake units and other components for the safety of the vehicle user. We're going to tell you more about that. Stay tuned to ZFM Sport. Now, just before we do that I, I spoke to Manfred earlier asking him oh, about yeah. this and uh, in truth it's it's akin to almost a software a software upgrade <laughs> for oh, your nice. vehicle uh, so they, they've they've picked up a few glitches on various models so expect a call if you own a Mercedes uh, from Zomoko and it takes a, ve- a very little bit of time uh, for it to happen you take it into the factory and the workshop uh, they'll do the upgrade for you fit the part for absolutely free for nothing for nothing so Zomoko is standing up and showing why they are the authorized dealer and uh, service provider for vehicles uh, that they secure so we'll tell you about that uh, a bit more after our Formula One report
All right, let's get into our Formula One news now. Max Verstappen has rejected claims that recent Red Bull upgrades have been solely designed around him. Since Baku, teammate Sergio Perez, Checo, has struggled to show the pace he had early on in the season, something he puts down to the RB18, going away from me in terms of development. A Formula One pundit, James Stark, says the upgrades to the Red Bull just need the drivers to adapt. As we know, the team have been upgrading at recent races, with the changes reported to have given the RB18 a sharper front end. As I've said, this type of concept supports Max's driving style, and in the last couple of races it's been quite notable that Perez simply hasn't been able to show the pace of Max. I know Perez beat him in Silverstone, but Verstappen would have likely dominated the race had it not been for damage. And Perez has recently come out and said that he feels the RB18 development path is going away from him as it's not suiting his driving style. So it does leave the question as to whether Red Bull are going for upgrades that would suit Max more than Perez, given the Dutchman has won more races and is leading the championship. But Verstappen has denied this, saying the team introduced updates to make the car faster, and it's a case of adapting to it. Now for me, I do agree that a team will introduce updates that have at least shown in the sims they'll make the car faster. But it's clear that a sharper front end is what suits Verstappen, and due to this, the nature of the upgrades Red Bull are bringing is making it easier for Max to adapt. Z. So, is it a case of adaptation on the part of Max, or these upgrades are actually suiting Max Verstappen's driving style, would you say? It could be both. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. I think yeah. when you take a look at the Red Bull setup, they definitely have driver one and two. It's very clear. Mm. It's very clear that Max Verstappen is driver one. So if they are to make any changes that lean in his favor, I mean, it's not entirely out of the realms of possibility here, right? But I also think that in terms of adapting to the vehicle, it could be that Max is just adapting faster to the vehicle. I think mm. we were talking off air and the very small changes that are made to these vehicles can have very impacting uh, changes to how someone drives the car, how they're able to adapt and all of that. So it could be a combination of both. Mm. It could be one or the other. We'll never really know. But as far as I'm concerned, I think if they are posed for Max Verstappen getting another championship, if they are making upgrades, they might as well be in Max's favor. Yeah, they might as well be in Max's favor. Now, Christian Horner, uh, the Red Bull team principal, he reckons that uh, the title fight is not over. He reckons that Ferrari definitely are on their heels. I mean, of course, uh, Leclerc is 38 points behind Max Verstappen in the championship race. Uh, But Christian Horner, interestingly, says that Mercedes is well in the hunt as well. And at this next French Grand Prix, could be there or thereabouts. Uh, You disagree? No, completely. (laughs) (laughs) I I think he's being a gentleman. I think he's trying to throw attention off of Red Bull, potentially Mm. be like, oh, look at Mercedes. They're doing better and better. And we know what attention does for a team as well. So it's a bit of a distraction diversion. So I think that's what he's doing. I don't think he truly believes that at this point in the season, Mercedes really has any kind of crazy stunt. Side of Red Bull and Ferrari not completing the next five or so races, yeah. I don't think Mercedes is catching up yeah. this season. <laughs> well, let's wait and see. And we haven't got long to wait because the next race is this coming weekend. It's the French Grand Prix. Z.
All right, now Zomoko is the only authorized distributor of Mercedes-Benz Jeep, Fiat, Alfa Romeo, Mitsubishi, Haval, and GWM Mercedes-Benz and Fuso trucks and buses in Zimbabwe, and the only Alphatins trusted uh, to carry out any warranty and service measure interventions on vehicles offered by these brands. We explained those service uh, measure interventions earlier. The best thing about warranty and service measures is that if a vehicle is eligible for either, the required work is done. This is my favorite four-letter word free of charge but only at Zimoko only at Zimoko that's the key here and only for the eligible models so if your car has never been to the Zimoko workshop then please send your vehicle identification number VIN on the email that is inquiries E-N-Q-U-I-R-I-E-S at zimoko.co.zw and the team at Zimoko will check if your vehicle has any outstanding service measures which need attending to it's that simple it's that easy and most best of all it's absolutely free <laughs> absolutely free now zamoko performs these routine service checks uh, to ensure that your vehicles uh, will offer trouble-free motoring for many years this helps uh, guard you against incurring costly repair bills because of incorrect servicing of your vehicle especially by unauthorized service centers uh, serving your car with servicing your car with Zomoko also maintains the vehicle warranty and offers regular vehicle updates uh, during services only genuine or approved parts are used and come with a one year guarantee on parts fitted lastly enjoy a higher resale value for your vehicle if it has a Zimoko service record, uh, book your vehicle for quality service. Visit our website, that's zimoko.co.zw, or email inquiries at zimoko.co.zw for more information. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands. The Formula One Report is proudly brought to you by Zimoko, the home of F1 brands Mercedes-Benz and Alfa Romeo in Zimbabwe. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands. Hi, you're listening to ZFM Sport. My name's Graham Sharp, and I'm the first Zimbabwean to take on the Dakar Rally in a bike. Z. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We take off in New Zealand where New Zealand rugby CEO Mark Robinson has said the All Blacks' first home test series defeat by Ireland was not acceptable. In a statement, Robinson congratulated Ireland on a well-deserved win but said they all know there is a huge amount of work to do. There have been questions over the future of New Zealand head coach Ian Foster and Robinson said he will be involved in a review before the rugby championship starts in August. We'll keep you posted on that one. Let's head over to the United States where former U.S. President Donald Trump has urged golfers to take the money and sign with the Saudi-backed Live Series. Amid reports, get this, more players were poised to join the controversial circuit. Trump, who is hosting Live events at two of his golf courses this year, said in a post on his Truth Social Network that players should not hesitate to abandon the PGA Tour, which he branded as disloyal. Love it. Donald Trump at his absolute <laughs> best. Alois, you as an athlete, there's this other league that's the other league, right? Do you join it for the pay packet? Please. No prestige. It's a bit scandalous. <laughs> Do you take it for the money? Yeah. <laughs> that was a fast one. Yeah. Fast and honest. Love it. Let's touch down in England where the managing director of Cricket Rob Key has praised Ben Stokes for his selfless decision to ignore the financial implications of retiring from one day internationals. Stokes is making his 105th and final ODI appearance at his Durham home ground against South Africa after taking his shock decision to quit the format 24 hours earlier. 
Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Keep us in your timeline. You don't want to miss it. Take a picture of me. See it, share it. Fan Zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. All right. <laughs> Let's get to it. Alois, I don't know what you've started, my friend. Shucks. Anyway. Oh, the names I'm getting here. <laughs> I don't know what you've started, brother. I don't know what, what you've name? started. The names of people, the way they are Zimbabweanized. Oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's hear, let's hear. Well, this one, this one's quite popular because I've seen it all along the timeline. Uh, Henure. Uh, yeah. Henry. <laughs> Henry. Yes. And then, uh, all right, uh, Tobiasi. Uh, look, that's just an ex- uh, a pronunciation for Tobias. Tobias. Uh, no, uh, no one in Zimbabwe says Tobias. No, absolutely not. No one. Really? No one says Tobias. It's Tobias. Tobias. There's no one named Tobias. Tobias Ariketa. Yeah, exactly. It's not Tobias. It's not Tobias. (laughs) Kasirina. Hey, I wanted to talk about that. Catherine. Kasirina. Really? I've never heard that. Yes, Kasirina. Yeah, I've got, I've got a cousin sister who is Catherine. Yeah, my, and my the whole, the whole sister. village. The whole village used to call her Kasirina. Kasirina, wow. <laughs> Tindo, and, Tindo and Jolocho has got in touch. He says that uh, Hikuzi. Hikuzi? What's that Hikuzi? <laughs> Hercules. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, but also the person who, 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 gets who, who is named Hercules, Hercules anyway. Hercules, there you go. Why, exactly. why That's where the problem starts. <laughs> Rangi. Rangi. Huh? No guesses? Rangane. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Langton. Rangi. It is Langton. Rangi. Mikairi. Because yeah, my yeah, for, my for Hansi, Hansi, Mr. My daughter can assist with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Danny in Canada says Mike Koro. <laughs> That's Mike, my daughter. Yeah, thanks for that one. And then this one is from um, Dara Genti in Udiriro. And he says, in Arare Township, Naumbare, we used to call sanitary lanes Masendrai. Yes. Oh, yes. We still call them Masendrai. We, 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 we still call them Masendrai. <laughs> Master Bex and Sky says, Hi, guys. In our family, sister's uh, initials is L, and mother is affectionately known as My Riri. Yeah. Yeah. For an L. Oh, for an L. <laughs> My Riri. Yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, another Henure. Let's keep going. Uh, maybe let's take two more. Um, Anzi. Sosana. 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 I've never heard that one. Me neither. That's it for. Anzi Susan. Yeah. <laughs> Sculptor Colin has got in touch. He says, uh, like it for me, I'm often called Koren. Yeah, Koren. Yeah, Koren. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then one more, one more, one more, Sean. Let's take one more. Ah, yes. This is a classic. Across the length and breadth of Zimbabwe. <laughs> Samere. Samuel. <laughs> ah, Samuel, indeed. <laughs> All right. Keep them coming. We'll try and read them as we go uh, for you on Top Hit Tuesday. Your top names that have been Zimbabweanized. Let's get into the beautiful game. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport.
drum. The roaring fans. Take a ride on the wild side with the Africa Report on CFM Sport. Aruwi <laughs> says just come here. Yeah, I'm telling you, long. I know that one. I've, I've been called Aruwi's a lot of times, and I remember my uncle. You know, I got my name from my uncle. Uh-huh. My uncle is Alois, my yeah. mother's uh, younger brother. Right. And we never even we never called him Aruwi's. Anyway, we they used to call Aruwi's. Aruwi. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how that came about. Because one, yeah, it's actually Aloys, but we call it Segura Ruiz. <laughs> what are you guys doing in Wonder Valley? There's something in the water down there. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the football news now. Football Association of Zambia has lodged a complaint to CAF following the referee's decision to award Banyana Banyana a penalty last, in last night's Women's Africa Cup of Nations, uh, WAFCON. A semi-final. The Copper Queens lost their semi-final 1-0 to South Africa after Linda Motlalo uh, converted a con- controversial penalty which was awarded to South Africa in the 94th minute. It was heartbreaking, wasn't it, Alois? And in truth, um, I, I can't see how VAR ruled that that was a penalty. There was clear change in direction of the ball. Yeah, I, 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 I also didn't, uh, didn't understand, you know. Yes, he's, she stemmed on the, on the other player. That that that, sure, that, sure. that is no doubt. But yeah. after contact with the ball, after contact with the ball, you know. So I don't understand. And the saddest part is it happened just outside. They might argue that it was on the line. Yeah, I, you know, might, once the, once it's on the line, then it's in the box. It's in the box. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in the box. So they there is when the contact started. Was it on the line or before the line? Yeah, yeah. So that. VAR was supposed to actually draw those lines, you know, for everybody, for every all of us Everyone there, to see, the yeah, privilege yeah, yeah, yeah. to do it. Yeah. Draw the line when the contact is starting and show us mm. where because if it's just a continuous replay, replay yeah, yeah. We, from the naked with the naked eye, we yeah. won't really uh, see exactly where it happened. So for me, I, th- I, I thought that was very that was very harsh, uh-huh. you know, especially at that particular time. You know, sometimes you need to to manage the game. Yes, yes, you yes, need yes to manage yes. the game. Yeah, at yeah, that yeah. Particular moment, and and also yeah. the impact on the competition was, exactly. was also critical. They so. needed to manage that man- manage the game. Uh, that you know what, this is too controversial to give. At that particular is, moment, is, is there no opportunity here? Is there an opportunity, Chris, uh, for there to be a little bit more of an explanation? Yeah, I know that uh, um, uh, Faz has lodged a complaint with CAF, and hopefully that that complaint will be responded to in detail to say this is this is the reason why the penalty was awarded. But is there no opportunity, rather than just uh, it being? Penalty awarded foul play on the screen in the stadium mm. to actually explain to say uh, uh, defending player stamping on uh, number nine uh, in in this case uh, number nine where were they wearing green yes. number one number nine green um, in the on the line and so on and so forth so that there, there is more clarity. That we know why the decision was made because at this stage we can't see the penalty. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate, and I think it's one of it's been one of the major criticisms of VAR as a system yeah. is that when there is sort of these pauses in the game, the people who are in the stadium and at home don't necessarily understand some of the justifications for the decisions that are made. Mm. And yes, the game must carry on absolutely, but I think there's still opportunity for those decisions to be sort of outlined even as the game progresses for yeah. there to be clarity 
on exactly why because now what the opportunity is there is for CAF to kind of sit there with a bunch of technical experts and come up with whatever reason an explanation, that they want yeah. an explanation. You know, you know the other thing, like Chris said, he, he, the, the player who committed the crime doesn't even know what what she did. What yeah, she did yeah. wrong. Yeah. She, 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 she doesn't understand. Yes. And it's about like a minute later. Mm. And mm. she had forgotten about it. She thought she went in 50-50 yeah. and we are playing. And then she doesn't remember. She doesn't even remember. Yeah. Maybe put it on the on the screen. Yeah. On the yeah. big screen. Yeah. And draw the lines right there where all the players are actually seeing that. Because at the end of the day, it was just the referee and his and the, and the, and and the, the box. Screen. And, and then the he's screen, just yeah. making the decision and he yeah. just comes. Yeah. And, and just does that gestures with the yeah. with the with the hands that uh, yeah. I've gone to the screen, but still you've gone to the screen. What did you see? Because yeah. as we yeah. saw we from our the, televisions yeah. in the Harare, and it that, uh, that was not. And, and I think what and was and especially the, critical was the point at which this decision was made. This is late in the he, second he, half. Yeah. Everything he is heating done. up. Everything is very close. It's nil all. This is an opportunity to get to the final of a competition mm. that's had several rounds. So for me, this decision is borderline scandalous. Yeah, yeah, yes. and 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 in truth, uh, you then won't have if the explanation is given you, you won't get then people like uh, Captain John Kambarami in uh, Glenora asking Kuti, guys, ref, we ang ane dubious penalty, and also realize the weight of responsibility that now lies on officiating around South Africa games. Let's not forget the country of origin of the CAF president at the moment. Uh, whereby now South Africa's in the final, yes, and possibly even deservedly with the football that they've played. But everybody's going to think that, oh, this is another Isa Hayatu situation whereby things are done for West Africa then, now it's Southern Africa that's getting the, 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 the calls. Uh, so perhaps they could have uh, done a little bit more to protect the CAF president, protect the integrity of the game, and indeed assist in all of us in understanding yeah. exactly what took place yeah. last night. Well, the other semi-final, guys, Morocco uh, taking on Nigeria. Uh, I'm glad I called this one correctly. Morocco <laughs> will face South Africa in the final after the hosts beat nine women Nigeria 5-4 on penalties following a one-all draw. Atlas Lionesses, uh, goalkeeper Gadija Er Rimishi uh, denied Efiwome Onomuno. Uh, in the second round of the shootout, allowing Rosella Ayana uh, to stroke in uh, the winning kick. On the balance of play, regardless of whether the fact that nine uh, uh, Nigeria was down to nine players, I felt Morocco was always in that game. Yeah, I, I, they were technically better. Yeah, uh, to be honest, uh, they played better football. You know, Nigeria was never; they were never in the game. And after they were down to nine women, uh, they they, they <laughs> just yeah, I always say nine men. <laughs> you know, two uh, red they, cards. They, 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 they they no longer played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just uh, which, which was understandable, yeah. understandable at that moment. Yeah. They just and they didn't even have two blocks. They yeah. had one. One block. One block. One Just block. Everyone yeah. in the box. Yes. Unfortunately, that um, the Moroccans they were not as ruthless. Yeah. As the, if it was like, let's say, you are playing uh, that one block playing against Manchester City, yeah. you you get you get you get walloped. <laughs> you know, you get you get walloped. So they were not efficient. To be yeah. honest, the Moroccans they got the chances. They were not efficient because they Nigeria allowed them to actually come right into the box. Mm -hmm. They were coming right into the box. They were just. But I thought I thought that they could have just routed Nigeria, Nigeria. because they, they, they technically they were good. They just didn't have 
the finishing touch. They've certainly been looking good, and Nigeria obviously down down to nine uh, nine players. Uh, it was always going to be a struggle, like Alice said. Uh, they packed the box. But they had an outball. Oh, yeah, they had an outball towards the end. That's exactly what I want to talk about. They had an outball towards the end uh, of the extra time yeah. uh, through their their tall, lanky, uh, quick striker, the delightfully named Gift Monday. <laughs> uh, and she had a strike on goal that struck the woodwork. Mm. And in truth, that was a strike to to get you to any sort of final yeah. in the men's and women's game. Uh, but tragically, it hit the it hit the bar. So perhaps the coach got the tactics right. Try and defend for as long as we can. Stay in the game mm. and then try and get and nick something on the break. Yeah, there, there was an opportunity there for the Super Falcons, and like you said, it's unfortunate because that strike for me had it just, just, just been slightly more accurate. I think for Nigeria would have been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But also, I think their goalkeeper um, Chiamaka Nadozi, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Oh, I think phenomenal. she kept them in this game at, at, at one point by herself. Yeah, and she managed to get the Super Falcons to the point where even with nine I was about to say men, nine women <laughs> on the pitch um, they, they still managed to hold it together and not completely collapse. So the nine time champions Nigeria were dumped out by Morocco and there will be a new name on the WAFCON trophy on Saturday when Morocco takes on Banyana Banyana of South Africa and in truth I, 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 I think that South Africa just has a little bit more. So when we preview on Friday, you already know who I think is going to be on that trophy. Hi, my name is Rune Shamba, my Toria's super striker. You're listening to ZFM Sports. A couple of quick updates now uh, from uh, the women's Euro uh, Euro Championships. Now, France forward Melvine Mala uh, says she is pleased with her performance as she scored the fastest goal in women's Euro uh, Euros as Les Bleus drew one all with Iceland, who became the first side ever to go out of the tournament despite remaining unbeaten. Iceland, who previously drew one all with Belgium and Italy, maintained their quarterfinal chances until their last group game. But Belgium's 1-0 win over the Italians secured them second spot in Group D on four points. The women's Euro quarterfinals look like this. England will take on Spain. Germany takes on Austria. Uh, Sweden will be taking on Belgium in a tasty affair. And then France takes on the Netherlands. All of those games absolutely mouth-watering. Right, let's go to La Liga because there's big news and Polish striker Robert Lewandowski has said he is raring to go at new club Barcelona and he is determined to help them return to the top and win as many titles as possible. Barcelona's last domestic title was in 2019 and their last Champions League trophy in 2015. Let's hear from Robert Lewandowski. New chapter in my life, new challenge, but uh, always I am the guy who wants to win not only the game, but also the titles. So I hope so that from the beginning of the season, we, we're going to start with the, um, with the winning and going to the titles in the, during the season and in the, in the end of the season as well. Uh, because uh, I, uh, I always wanted to play in La Liga, I wanted to play in the, um, um, uh, for the big club. Uh, and now I'm, uh, it's my next uh, step and this opportunity what I had. Also for my private life was um, the new challenge, new life, and I know that uh, the Barca uh, is time to back on the track, and that's why I'm here to, to help Barcelona to, to, to be on the top and uh, to winning so many titles uh, that will be possible. See. 
the words there of Robert Lewandowski and obviously he's, he's glad to be in Barcelona glad to be playing for Barcelona uh, because he's a player who we know can deliver goals and Barcelona needs those under Xavi they're getting into the box a lot of times so he's going to be uh, reaping great dividends from that style of play surely yeah you know when you try to look for a very efficient striker in world football today yeah. you know he's up there he's uh, one of the best you know i i, I think uh, him and uh, and uh, Erling Haaland mm. i think they are the the best finishers at the moment right you know i'm not uh, i'm not putting in mbappe the mbappe more like a winger yeah. but uh, i'm telling you that uh, barcelona they, this is like a scoop you yes. know that they massive and when you hear him talking this is a happy player. He mm. is going where he wanted to be, where his heart was. He really wanted to be there. You know, he's even mentioning about his private life that, you know, that's wind, whatever. He's feeling good. Yeah. You know, when a player is that is like that, you know, when he's happy, you'll he deliver. He deliver. So for Barcelona, is this a long term sort of situation? Because he's 33. Did they just want to plug and play he, a good deal and that's what it is? I, I think he can he can play until he's about 30, 35. So uh, they've got yeah. two good seasons in, in him. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe even three because I think with he the style of play, he's that's a finisher. He's so going to he be a box player. A lot. Yes. He's going to be a box player. I don't expect that he's going to be required to press high uh, to be able to, to, to be doing all the hard work. Yeah. I don't. I think that like all the, the younger players around him will do that. Yeah. Kind of, kind of player. Correct. So I think that uh, for the next two to three seasons, I think uh, Barcelona will be happy with his delivery. But let's just talk very quickly, uh, Bunch, about the business that's been done by Barcelona. We've seen Frank Yeshi arrive from. Um, AC Milan, Andreas Christ- Christensen uh, from Chelsea, and of course they did the deal uh, for Brazilian winger Rafinha, where they bought uh, uh, him for 70 million euro from Leeds. The other two were free transfers, so was Lewandowski. Barcelona has done very well this window. Yeah, you know they they actually uh, looked at where they were lacking. You know, in the in the previous season, we saw them playing good football, swashbuckling football, and you know the Barcelona of old. Yes. But they didn't have a little pieces that they actually have now acquired, mm. and now they look like they are a complete deal. Yeah. They really look really good. You know, sometimes you know we we speak about it that if you are a football fan, you just want to watch good football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is what we we're looking at. We are already salivating. Yeah, we yeah, want to yeah. see them playing the first La Liga match. We want to <laughs> see how they play. And already we we're waiting because we want to see good football because we are anticipating good football from them. And and also seeing the progression uh, because you you look at Frank Kessier, you think to yourself he's probably coming in as uh, the understudy to to Busquets, who's in the latter the twilight of his career, uh, and. Then all of those other signings, uh, Rafinha on one side, Usman Dembele, who's just renewed for them. Uh, they're going to play a lot quicker uh, than they used to play. And so I think Barcelona is going to be a very, very interesting prospect indeed. All right, guys, quick update from Manchester United. Then we'll finish off uh, the names here. A few more have come in. Eric Ten Hag uh, says the first three weeks of preseason with Manchester United have been, quote, so far, so good. Anthony Martial produced an eye-catching performance as he scored one and made another to help Manchester United sweep aside Crystal Palace 3-1 at the MCG earlier today. And Martial looks like he's going to stay, uh, Chris, very briefly. Uh, after his loan spell at Sevilla, he looks a different player. He looks like an absolute... And I, I don't know what happens to players when they leave United for a little bit. <laughs> they come fresh back... Look, fresh air, they come back looking good. And I hope that under, under Eric Ten Hag, he's able to 
come back to the Anthony Martial that we knew and loved and who performed without the all of the sulking that used to happen. There we go. All right, guys. Kero from Bex in Kadom. Uh, oh, Carol. Carol, indeed. <laughs> and then uh, there's another one here, Razaro. Uh, that one we know. Lazarus. Yeah, Lazarus. Lazarus. Lazarus is another <laughs> good one. Razaro. <laughs> 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 hey, what <laughs> Charles, that's Bima uh, Kutose in Gulumani Bulayo. And then Burusi. That's Bruce. Oh, it's been a Irida. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. <laughs> it's been a great show, Topic Tuesday, everybody. We're back for Wacky Wednesday. It was a Topic Tuesday. I felt like a Wacky Wednesday. We're back tomorrow. Don't miss the show. May God richly bless you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Manandi, out. Nice, Messi! The cleanest that clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that the arrogance can think that he can play in any stadium in the world. And any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mandel, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.